What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Welcome back, guys, of course. Uh, it's been a few days, Jonathan. How have you been? You know, I've been pretty good here. You know, we got a lot of snow over the past couple of days, close to 15 inches here in Bloomington. How, how about over in Danville? Over in Danville is, you know, a little more reasonable amount, eight, which is still still way too much, you know, but it's it's a reasonable amount. Nothing compared to you, though. I mean, you almost doubled that, of course. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I haven't left the house since like Wednesday, I think so, or Tuesday, I guess. So, because I didn't have class either Wednesday or Thursday. Not great, but back hey, in, we're hanging in there. Yeah. Back in, in there. quarantine almost. That's how it feels. But hey, other than that, you know, all the viewers in on a little something. Elijah and I, we play in a men's basketball league here. We're not recording the podcast. Season, not off to such a hot start. You want to tell the people a little bit how we're doing? It's been pretty rough. You know, I think we're 0 4 now. We are. It's, uh, it's been rough to say the least, you know, it's just got, usually I've been playing with the six players, you know, where we're dealing with 10 man benches. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, we're things are some... looking up for us though. We're, we're building, we're each week's a building block as coach Stevens would say. Yeah. Shout out to coach Stevens. You know, he's got a vision for the future. Um, and Hey, we, we all bought into that vision. So I think soon we're going to start seeing some wins. I hope, hopefully we can turn around this week. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's been a rough start. You know, like you said, we're playing against some teams with some deep benches and we only got six players. So we get tired fast. We're not in high school anymore. <laughs> this is not ideal, but hey, it, it's all about having fun. That's what my mom said. I got home after one of our games. We literally got beat by the mercy rule of 40 points. Mom was like, at least you guys had fun. I was like, no, I didn't have fun. We lost my 40 points. Like I was pissed, but hmm, whatever. Mercy, we- mercy rule has been a common theme for you in these leagues, huh? It has. I'm also in another basketball league um, here at Illinois State uh, for intramural basketball, and my team has got beat by the mercy rule for the first two weeks of the season. It's not been great, but I think we played like a really good team, like the best team in the league the first week. I was looking at the like uh, standings and the results, and the team they beat this last week, they scored 13 points. They beat by like 60, so I think they're a really good team, so like I was okay with that one because I played with a lot of those guys before at the rec too. But this last week, that team was just not very good. We just were worse. But I, I really think we're, we're going to turn around both leagues. I'm just in a rough Seems patch. like a potential W on the board for you guys there with that uh, 13-point outing. So, I mean. Yeah, that was the team we, that was the team the other team played against. Yeah, no. Uh, once you play them, of course. Oh, uh, sad news about that. I looked at the schedule and we do not play them that's usually how it works that seems like that's how it's working in the Paxton league as well uh yeah we got, i mean what, what can you strength, do you hey, when the bracket comes out we got a strength of schedule of like top of the league so i think we're gonna make the tournament so strength yeah strength of schedule is on our side it is with all that being said uh let's get into this week uh, we're gonna do a little what we're excited most excited for in 2022 along with a few other things so why don't we kick it off with uh some albums you're excited for all right. I think we're going to go back and forth here, but the first album I'm excited for this year is Soul Sold Separately or SSS by Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, obviously such a great rapper, such a consistent rapper. If you look at his discography, he's had multiple albums that I would consider classics throughout his career. And especially as of late, his last project, Alfredo, was nominated for Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. Such a great project. So I'm really excited to see what Freddie is working on right now. He's had recent singles like Gang Signs with Schoolboy Q and Black Illuminati with Jadakiss. And he actually tweeted it last year that the production on this album was going to be handled by Madlib, Alchemist, Boy Wanda, Pharrell, DJ Paul, 
Tay Keith, Katronada, and even more. So that, those are some legendary producers, honestly. So I'm really excited to see what's what this project's going to sound like. Are there uh, any of these producers you're looking forward to hearing Freddie Gibb work with? Uh, the first two that you started off with, Mad Lib and uh, Alchemist, though, I mean, the whole lineup is just huge producers, of course, but uh, th- those are the two that I'm looking forward to the most. I really like the single you put out as well with School Week you know. Oh, yeah. Gang Sign is definitely a great song. And I mean, Freddie has such a history with Mad Lib and Alchemist. So it's really going to be exciting to see if they can take that to the next level on these projects. So pretty excited for that. Is that a Freddie Gibbs hoodie you're rocking there? Of Try course. to keep it there. There we go. Yeah. Shout out to Big Rabbit Freddie Gibbs. Obviously a callback to his other single, Big Boss Rabbit as well. Don't know how many of those singles are going to make the album. Because I mean, three singles for the albums a lot, especially when there's not even a release date already. So we'll see. But all those have been great songs. So I'm very excited to see what Freddie's been working on. Definitely, definitely. Uh, kicking off mine, I, we talk, we touched on a little bit last week, uh, 12 Carat Toothache with uh, Post Malone. His last project he dropped was Hollywood is Bleeding, and you know, that one fell short of the other two projects I'd felt. Um, he does have one single out right now with The Weeknd. He dropped that in November, I believe, and that was a, I really enjoyed the single. What did you think of it? Uh, you mentioned it before that I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan, but I've stated that I am obviously a huge fan of The Weeknd. So going to that track, I didn't really know what to expect. I was obviously excited to hear some new stuff from The Weeknd because that was before Don FM. But I was like, oh, him and Post, like, I feel like that's going to be some like super sellout song. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I didn't like, I don't listen to it very often, but I wouldn't complain if somebody was playing it. So it's all right, but we'll see. We'll see what comes from Post on this album. Definitely, definitely a solid single on there. And um, I like that he's, you know, keeping it under 45 minutes with this project. Uh, I feel like that was something that with Hollywood's Bleeding that it didn't give me, you know, that Stoney was a shorter album and it just, uh, I just liked that. And then I just felt like there are a lot of filler tracks in Hollywood's Bleeding. That's kind of what dragged it down a little bit for me personally. Yeah, I definitely did not listen to all of Hollywood's Bleeding. I don't know how long it was or how many tracks, honestly, but definitely didn't make it through the whole whole album I, I listened to obviously like the songs with travis and you know all the popular ones that you're you cannot escape like circles and all those songs which i actually don't mind some of those songs so i know post like is definitely a talented artist so i'm excited to see what he's working on because he's taking a little bit of time off so i'm excited we'll see I, I think we're definitely both excited for a lot of these albums to drop and you know we can put some reviews out on them and everything so definitely i mean especially with people like him for me personally like I'll at least give it a listen. Like he's such a big artist that, you know, I got to give him a little bit of respect and see, see if he's leveled up with this project. Of course. Moving on to somebody that will obviously level up every project. Everybody's got to expect it. Kendrick Lamar. Nobody knows what this album's going to be called, when it's going to come out, but it's going to come out. I mean, he dropped that thing last year talking about this being his last project with TDE. So it's got to come out sometime soon. I think he used the word soon in that press release deal. So I feel like we got to be waiting for this any time, honestly. What do you think? Are you excited for this Kendrick album, obviously? Definitely. Uh, um, I mean, honestly, every album, I was going back through it today, back through his discography, and everything he has put out project-wise has been a hit. I mean, just it's, he has a very strong discography. There's not very many, many misses in terms of projects on there. And although we don't have too much information, it's definitely worth the mention and something for all of us to be excited about. Yeah, definitely. I would say Kendrick has never missed on a project. I mean, 
songs here and there, I guess you could make an argument for maybe even something like overly dedicated, but I mean, that's just a stepping stone for Kendrick. I mean, that was just part of his journey to get where he was going and he's delivered masterpiece after masterpiece since then and multiple classics in his catalog. So, I mean, what do you think this album from Kendrick is going to sound like? We got that single with, from baby Keem's album. So that was really the last taste of Kendrick we've gotten. So do you think he'll go in a new direction with this project? I definitely think that is a direction he's heading in because just from his features on Keem's album, you know, with Range Brothers and Family Ties, he was just having, you know, this experimental sound, really. It's just something we had never heard from Kendrick before. Um, I'm hoping we get some classics, you know, we get classic Kendrick back a little bit, but I'm also interested to see, you know, what he comes out with. Definitely. I think it'd be difficult for him to miss at this point in his career. I mean, he's just such a respected artist and he's such a creative mind that I feel like he's going to deliver a masterpiece every time he drops. I actually saw something that speculated that this album was going to go in a more rock sound, which I think would be very interesting for Kendrick. Uh, there was actually another version of the song Vent from the Melodic Blue, and it had a Kendrick verse on it. And that's a pretty unique instrumental. So I really think we could see Kendrick going in a direction more like Vent. What do you think about that? How do you like that? Definitely. And that's, you know, that's something we've touched on in both weeks now. It's, uh, I love when, you know, artists are able to mix and match genres, you know, bring the rock sounds with the rap vocals. So it's something uh, I'm very interested in, of course. Definitely. Especially somebody like Kendrick, who has access to basically any producer and any collaborator he could dream of. I mean, you look back at Damn with XXX featuring U2, um, I mean, obviously, that's a very interesting collaboration that I would not have expected before Dam came out, but I think it turned out pretty well, and I'd be excited to see him go a little bit more that direction. Definitely, and that's that's something that I love once we get, you know, these huge projects from, you know, guys like Kendrick or Drake even. Um, like, that's on Scorpion. You know, back to Scorpion, when Drake had, uh, he had Michael Jackson's vocals on one of his songs, like, there's only, you know, a handful of rappers that could access stuff like that or, you know get that stuff so definitely i don't think the estate of michael jackson would really just hand those out to just anybody and drake is one of the very few people that they would uh, allow to use michael's vocals on a song so that was pretty cool to see i did actually like that song a lot what's uh, your next selection for album you're most excited for this year uh my next selection i have a uh, hendrix 2 by future on here it's been he took a gap year for uh, the first time since 2015 i believe without you know, his first year without dropping a project. The thing that has me the most excited for this project is uh, him and Drake have been spotted in the same studio. And then obviously the con- he's been produced in Donda 2 for Kanye a little bit. So it's uh, something to be very excited about, you know, futures like the King of Trap, of course. And I've been revisiting uh, DS2 a lot this week. It's been constant in my rotation. So it's getting a little back into future. So I'm hoping that album, we get a single or something here soon. Definitely. Your- We're t- we're talking about basketball at the start of this episode. Future has been heavy in the rotation on the way to those games. I love the song Jersey off of uh, What a Time to Be Alive. Such a great track before a game, as well as some tracks off of DS2. Obviously, Blood on the Money, Stick Talk, classic hype songs. And back backtracking a little bit to, uh, you know, the the Drake collaborations. It just feels like anytime those two are together in the studio, they can't miss, you know, it's one of my favorite duos in rap. So hopefully we get another few bangers from them. Definitely one of the best duos in rap right now. I mean, life is good. Even that was one of the best, my favorite songs from the year it dropped 2020. So 
definitely excited to see what those two could bring on a new track. The third album I chose was a new album from Sampha. Sampha is a singer from the UK. His last album was Process in 2017. And it was one of my favorite albums of that year. Uh, Sampha would probably be most known for his features with Drake and Kanye on uh, Too Much and St. Pablo, which are two of my favorite songs off both of those albums. And I really think he's one of those artists that really elevates whatever track he's on. And I really think he was able to just deliver such a great project on his own with process back in 2017, such a great album actually came out five years ago this week. And for that anniversary, he dropped a bonus edition of the album with two new tracks that were previously only available on the Japanese version of the album. So that was really cool to see. One of the tracks was just an instrumental, but still cool just to see that he's actively considering putting out new music. And he also posted online that he was excited about the new music he had uh, in store for the fans. So exciting to see. I think we'll definitely get that this year. Do you have a favorite moment from uh, Sampha? I love too much. That's one of my favorite Drake tracks off one of my favorite Drake albums. And uh, even, you know, touching on St. Pablo a little bit, just the vocals on there. Amazing. And everything from him. Uh, given the album a few listens here lately, since um, I I noticed earlier in the week that you put him in the notes, so, you know, it's going back a little bit. And you're, I mean, you're exactly right. Process was a very good album. He's a very good artist and kind of flies under the radar, but hopefully we can get a very good project from him. Definitely. He's definitely under the radar. I think he, maybe that's just in the United States, though. I feel like he's probably very popular across the pond, you know, but uh, but I think this album could really take him that next level here in the United States. So we'll see about that. I mean, so many great tracks on that last project. So I really think he'll be able to deliver something special with this new project. Definitely, definitely. And taking it into the third album that I'm most, ex- or third project per se, that I'm most excited for is The Pink Tape by Little Uzi. Um, his last project was Eternal Take, and he also had um, the collaborative album with Future as well. Uh, what were your thoughts on, you know, his last two projects that he did? Man, I actually remember you came to ISU for a campus visit the day after Eternal Take dropped, right? That was the day of the Friday that it dropped. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I just, yeah, it was Friday because I remember I was doing like on Thursday night and then Friday. So yeah, because I remember I was like waiting for you outside of like a classroom we had a meeting for. And I was like listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like whatever. I feel like it was one of those albums that I really enjoyed when it first dropped, but it didn't really stick at my rotation as much as I would have hoped and as much as past Uzi projects have. So I'm kind of hoping he'll go back a little bit to that mixtape style that really made him popular. I feel like that might not be the case. I feel like he might go on to a new sound here because he's been kind of experimental with his with his sound. He hasn't really stayed too similar, I guess. Not as experimental as somebody like Playboy Cardi with his different sounds, but I think he has switched up a little bit. So I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, I mean, just drawing back to that a little bit, that that day, you know, like probably saved 10 songs off the album. And like you said, none of them have really stuck in my rotation since. I don't know if it was just maybe the quarantine because the quarantine came right after that. So many artists weren't dropping too much or doing too much. So we'll blame it on that. But he has been experimenting with uh, Rage and Drill Beats for the new mm-hmm. Nego album. So it's uh, something excited to see. I'm excited to see personally. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely think Uzi's a pretty good artist. And I mean, those Rage Beats go pretty hard. So I'd definitely be excited to see how that sounds. And I mean, we talked about this Nego project last week a little bit. So I'd I'm very excited for that. Honestly, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of different sounds on it. So I'm excited to see how it's going to be put together in a somewhat cohesive way. So we'll see when that drops. I'm excited. 
Um, my last point on the little Uzi, he he has never missed on a mixtape, so I have high hopes for it. I'll agree with that. He has never missed. I definitely remember hearing that Uzi back in 2016. He's one of those artists that just blew up in 2016 and made that a special year. So, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see that. When I The feeling, like, when you first heard Uzi was definitely a special feeling. If you heard that song, I'm Money Longer, you know, it just hit a little bit different. So I'm excited to see if we'll get back to that feeling. Hopefully. Moving on here to my next project, I chose The Forever Story by J.I.D. J.I.D., very great rapper from Dreamville. Excited to see what's coming next from him. I mean, he's been pretty quiet. He just dropped a single called Surround Sound with 21 Savage and Baby Tate in January, which was honestly such a great track. Did you give this song a listen? What do you think about it? I did. I 21 Savage, is, he had one of my favorite verses of the year so far. I mean, we're not very far into it, but, you know, I think it'll... I think it'll, you know, stick for the rest of the year, hopefully. Um, I'm excited to see what he does, though. I love love Dreamville. You know, I love the all J. Cole, you know, all the artists he works with and everything. So I'm hoping we get some more J. Cole tracks on there. So Definitely. I mean, he's just, J.I.D. is just such a great rapper that I really don't think he can miss when he puts all the time in and all that effort in. He is not so large on a scale like we were talking about earlier. Um with Kendrick but I really think he's one of those artists that has access to just about any producer because of his ties to Dreamville and J. Cole so I'm pretty excited to see what he gives with his next next project so definitely excited for that do you have a favorite song from J.I.D.? Hmm. I'd, I'd go with Down Bad off of Revenge of the Dreamers 3 uh, I know it's technically not his own personal song but uh, his vocals in that and just his sound and that are just amazing of course what about you? Definitely. I mean, he obviously killed that track. Did you ever see the video? He was performing in Champagne, actually, and he brought a fan on stage and the fan rapped every verse from that song like flawlessly. It was crazy. Have you seen that video? I have not. I'll have to go back and check that out. I love when artists do that. It's just so impressive. And it was I pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to see the ones that just, you know, kill it for sure. It was crazy. And it was especially because it was in Champagne. I was like, I wanted to go to that concert but it was actually uh, one of my friend's bachelor parties. I couldn't go, but otherwise I would have been there. Maybe it could have been me. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know every verse. That would have been, that would have been rough. If he was like, oh, this kid's killing it. Let's bring him on. I would have flopped. It would not have been a good sight. Uh, but my favorite JID song, I would probably say, I think I'd have to go with Slick Talk off of DiCaprio 2. That's such a great track. Just great energy from JID. So excited to see what's next. Yes, and I'm, this will be a great project for sure. Moving on to my fourth project here, uh, Utopia by Travis Scott. It's been a it's been a while since we had Travis uh, Jack Boys back in 2019, which is a few years back now. Um, in my opinion, I was I thinking about this point earlier. I think Travis Scott with Astro World, he had the last classic album that I heard. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. I'm not mad at that take. I think it's very difficult to classify an album as a classic especially an album so recent as that so i don't know but i definitely think with time it will be yeah i think that's definitely the i think everybody has a different time frame set you know for what it takes to be a classic what would you say your like amount of years would be to consider something a classic i don't know because i mean there's some albums where you just know like i think when to pimp butterfly dropped you just knew even when good commit city dropped you just knew but I think there's other albums where it takes a little bit of time. So I'd say definitely at least five years. I feel like 
Okay. I respect that. Mine's a little bit shorter. So, you know, I'm able to consider it a classic now, whereas you, you'll be a couple years behind, but I think about it, you give it a few years and you have constantly stick it in the rotation and it's just with Astroworld, it's just such a huge project just outside of music even. So it's definitely something that um, I hope we get back from Travis. I hope we get classic tracks back and everything. He did um, drop the single. He had a, a couple songs, Mafia and Escape Plan that he dropped in November of 2021. And I have to say, I wasn't too, too impressed, but I, I know travel come through with a fantastic album. So, yeah, I don't think those songs were bad, but they weren't on the level of any of his last projects really. So I'm hoping he brings it a little bit stronger and I'd be really interested to see how the whole Astroworld incident changes the sound of this album, because, you know, Travis has built his sound on rage and on energy. Do you think he's going to stray away from that with all the controversy? I mean, truthfully, I hope not, but I mean, I could see both sides where he does and where he doesn't. I just hope he sticks true to himself and, you know, is able to, you know, come out with something that's not just an entirely different sound just because of that. Well, I think it'd be kind of interesting if he did come with a completely different sound, if it was something that hasn't really been done before, but I do agree with you. I hope he sticks with a sound that blew him up because it's just such a great, such a great artist with really just a, in his own lane in a certain way. I mean, he's got different tracks with really unique production. If you look at like Astro Thunder and tracks like that off of Astro World, I really like some of those. Those are less hype than some of his tracks, but just such great tracks in general. So I'm hoping he sticks with what made him popular. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, songs like Astro Thunder and, you know, some of the lesser known tracks are what make, you know, Astro World such a great album. It's just because, I mean, just through and through it's, uh, it's flawless. Um, so hot let's take. move on to your, uh, yeah, that, that is, that is a hot take, but flawless. I wouldn't throw on the F word on that project, but very good. <laughs> uh, moving on here to my next project. I chose to discuss for the album I'm most excited for this year. I chose the new no worries project. No worries. A duo made up of knowledge and Anderson pack. Uh, they had an album called yes, Laud back in 2016, which was very good. That was Shortly after I got into Anderson Pack, probably just over a year or so, I was really excited to get new music from him because that was the first album that was new that I was listening when it dropped and I was listening to Anderson. So very excited to see something new from them because Knowledge is such a great producer. Some of you may know him from his uh, Meek Mill work. He actually, I don't know if you know this even, he has a bunch of projects where he just takes Meek Mill freestyles and verses and puts them on his own production and releases them. And they actually all just got taken down because one of them got claimed and he was like, screw it, I'm taking them all down. And they honestly were better than the Meek Mill songs. There's this one called Same Old Meek and it is crazy. If you have not heard Same Old Meek by Knowledge, find it on YouTube, find it somewhere. It's not on streaming services anymore, but you gotta give it a listen. It is one of the best songs I've ever heard. You know, coming from an Eagles fan, that is, uh, that's tough to do my boy Meek like that, but I think... I think everybody else needs to go get give the give the songs a listen, you know, give it a try before we uh before we get to judging his uh, take there. I I don't think it's a hot take at all. Uh, Meek is such a big artist. We talk about access to production and stuff like that. We talked about it a lot this episode, but Meek he can work with so many different producers. I feel like a lot of his beats are definitely kind of similar. He's definitely very good. He chooses good beats, but they're kind of similar. These are just such a different sound than anything Meek's done before. So. It was really cool to hear him on it. Definitely. Definitely respectable, of course. So 
moving into my fifth project, which I'm sure you'll hear about every podcast we'll have for until it comes out, is uh, Donda 2 by Kanye. Um, his last project being Donda, of course. Uh, we don't have too, too much on that. We've seen, you know, a few artists he's working with. Uh, Pusha T, of course. Uh, he's in the lab with Future. Guys like IDK, 504. And we'll touch on that a little bit, too. But um, we don't have too, too much in terms of track lists and everything yet. But yeah, hopefully we're getting there with the album supposed to be coming out in 18 days. So, Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's obviously such an anticipated project. So, I mean, I think this is one where we're going to get into it a lot more here with the news this week. Because there were, there were a lot happening here with this project, obviously. Like every kind of project, there's so much coverage on every move he makes, especially when he's in album mode. So we'll get into this a little bit later with the album about the news from this week all right so the last album i'm excited for this year is ramona park broke my heart by vince staples vince staples is one of my favorite artists last year he had such a great project with his self-titled project vince staples short 10 track project it was an lp actually was classified as and this is going to be an album as it was announced in a gq interview um, he actually has this project ramona park broke my heart and a new netflix show coming this year how do you feel about this? Are you excited for the show or the album? Which one more? I mean, I'm definitely excited for the the show, but uh, I definitely the album trumps it, of course. Um, you know, like you said, it, with his album coming out last year, self-titled, it was just such a great album. And, you know, Ramona Park's been so prominent all throughout his career. So I think both of us are definitely excited to hear this project. Definitely. I think the self-titled project was such a good look into what makes him him. And I think this is going to be even more of that. I mean, sounds like it'll be pretty personal. Ramona Park broke my heart. I mean, definitely hopefully to get a look more into his upbringing and then his coming up as a rapper as well. So, you know, excited for that. But the Netflix show, Vince Staples is like my favorite person in music. He is hilarious. Such a witty guy. I mean, if you look at any of the things he's done from like the hot ones, interview or even he had a series on GQ where he would like rate NBA players outfits and if they were tough guys or fake tough guys it was crazy uh he's just such a funny guy such an interesting guy so I'm really excited to see what the show's going to be because there's not much information about it out there besides that there's a show out there with Vince Staples and it's bearing his name is what the article said so excited for I that. definitely we'll yeah I definitely will say he is built for a show you know he that it's going to be a very good show Yes, he is like the definition of like when you say somebody's a character, Ben Staples is a character. Like that man's got personality oozing out of his pores. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Obviously, there's a lot more albums that we're excited for coming this year, but these are just a few that, you know, we're extra excited for. So we'll obviously talk about more of these albums, especially as they are getting near their release dates. So we'll see about those and how they stack up to our anticipation. But moving on here, we want to do a few hot takes from this year. First, I think that Kendrick Lamar will drop a new track in the next two weeks. This might sound crazy, but he is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show next weekend with Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige. I think I think that's definitely a bold take, but you know, I'm with it. You know, with that's just that would just be great marketing to perform it at the halftime show of all halftime shows. You know, the biggest the biggest one you can get, of course. So I'm all for it, you know, marketing wise. I just, I'm not sure, but Hey, I, I just can't see him doing an old song. You know what I mean? Like 
I guess I could seem to be like humble or, you know, I don't, I don't even know because he's probably going to have one song to perform because there's so many other artists. I think it's only like a 12 or 14 minute show. So I just, I think he's got to do something big with his couple minutes he gets. So we'll definitely see it, especially being in LA where he's from such a important moment in his career. I feel like there's not yeah. too many rappers that have had the chance to perform at the halftime show. So I really think this is a big opportunity for him to do something really special and really uh, monumental in his career. So we'll see. Definitely. And like, you know, I was saying, there's not a stage bigger than the Super Bowl, So I wouldn't be surprised at it. I just, I don't know how confident I am in it for sure. Definitely. I, I like we talked about it's such a big stage where something could happen. The thing that I wanted to happen so bad was back in 2019 at the Super Bowl. It was Maroon 5, but they had Travis Scott and Big Boy, and the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. I would have bet anything. I remember that there was like actual props on like betting apps and stuff that you could bet that there would be an outcast reunion at halftime. That would have been like the craziest moment ever, but instead it was just Big Boy and then Travis obviously separately. And then Maroon 5, a whole lot of Maroon 5, not too much of the rappers, which I was pretty bummed out by, but I did enjoy Travis and Big Boy's parts. Definitely, definitely. Um, moving on to my first take, I don't know how hot of a take this will be, but um, I don't think we're going to receive a Drake project for the first time since 2014. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, has it really, he hasn't dropped. He- Every year he's had something out. Um, I mean, one year we did have Care Package, but okay, you know, it, it was good to get that on streaming. I consider that him dropping a project. I'll take it. That's something. I mean, whatever. But uh, you know, Drake's one of those artists that there's so much music he's put out over the past decade. I do think it could be useful for him to take a year off and regroup and develop artistically and just put out something entirely new and just really make a project that's a classic i feel like every album he has some people consider it classics but he doesn't have that one definitive classic and i really think if you know if he took some time off and figured out something new or worked with a whole bunch of different artists that you know motivated him i think that could be the classic the recipe for a classic definitely and i just you know we just haven't had for me personally i haven't had a drake album that i've revisited every single year since views so i mean i think we're definitely due and uh we'll see what happens of course my thing, uh, you know, that kind of strengthens my take is every single year Drake's, you know, teasing these albums earlier in the year and then we don't get it, you know, it's delayed, then it's delayed. And, you know, so, and then that hasn't happened yet. So I could be wrong, but I am pretty confident in that take. No, I think I agree with you on that one. I think there's, there's so many artists that do take that year off between projects. Drake hasn't been one of them, but if you look at other artists that do have more critical acclaim, like Tyler, like Kendrick, like Frank Ocean, Drake's bigger than they are in the public eye, but I mean, doesn't get the respect that some of those guys get. So I think it could be good for him to take some time off. Definitely. Moving on to my next take here. I think that Chance the Rapper will drop a great album and regain the respect of fans. Do you think this is a hot take? Or do you think this is a cold take? I, I don't think it's a very hot take. I think it's something that needs to happen. You know, it's something that, that the fans want to happen, of course. Um, you know, he's going to have to come out with something big to regain that respect, of course. So it's um, it'll be definitely interesting to see. But, you know, I kind of agree with you on that, of course. 
Definitely. I mean, you take a look back at that first run of those three mixtapes that Chance had. He was like the golden boy of rap. I mean, we talk about Travis getting so much love in marketing. Chance was the same way. Look at the Kit Kat ad. He had an ad with Twitter. Such love from businesses and fans. So I really think he can get back to that level. I mean, if you look at his song he dropped last year uh, called The Heart and the Tongue, it was only on YouTube, which I was kind of surprised by. Like, if he's trying to regain the respect, I feel like he's got to put that out there and get it heard by everybody. I looked it up on YouTube today. It only has like 3 million views, which is fairly low compared to a lot of other songs that are pretty popular. So I definitely think he just needs to get music out there. I do really hope he addresses the situation with the big day on this project. What do you think about that? Do you think that's something he'd do? Do you think it might be something he'll avoid? I mean, I'm kind of, I'm interested to see, you know, what he, how he reacts to that. You know, um, he hasn't, like you said, you know, he's doing all these advertisements and everything. He, he kind of has been out of the public eye since, since the big day dropped. And I just feel like he, he's over hated almost, you know, the guy had one bad project before, you know, he had dropped so many solid projects, you know, back to back to back. And, you know, he had one album flop and people act like he's never good, you know? Yeah. I feel like the thing is also some of these kids that hate on him just haven't gone back to the older stuff. Cause I feel like it is a lot of like kids on TikTok that like just over a chance <laughs> ratio plus young boy better. Exactly. And it's like, you haven't even given a listen to the old songs, but I feel like also, is it just the nostalgia that makes me such a chance fan? Like, is it just because I grew up with it? Because some of these times I go back on, I'm like, that production's like a little bit dated, like that bar's a little corny, but I still love the project. So I don't know. I definitely think he's going a different direction, obviously with the big day. He's in such a different place in his life than he was with those other projects. So I don't expect him to sound the same as he did on those projects. So I'm hoping he can take his old sound, make it mature, really polish the production and just deliver another great album. So excited to see. We'll see. Definitely. definitely. Um, my last hot take, I don't know how hot of a take this is. This one is either, but I think Kanye West will have his best album since the life of Pablo with Donna too. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I don't think that's that hot of a take just because obviously Jesus King is like universally his lowest album. Like I think just about anybody would say that. Yay is solid, but it's not up to standard. Some of those other projects and Donda was pretty good. Donda was definitely a good comeback after those two. So I think it's, it's a lukewarm take. Definitely. And I love yay. I just think, you know, it, you're like you said, it's just not on the level of some of his other classic projects. And then the only thing with Don, you know, kind of got me is it's just, it was too long of a project to, uh, you know, you know, rank higher. There's some misses on there, of course, you know, when you have nearly a 30 song album. So it's, I mean, that was my only, my only problem with it, I guess it was, it was better than Jesus a King, of course. And I think I would rank it ahead of yay as well. So. Definitely. It's obviously a solid project, but there are some misses with those part two tracks and you know, stuff like that. So. Hopefully this album isn't so long. I really enjoyed the Wyoming run with the eight song albums. So um, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you can combine, you know, those two together, the shorter, shorter track list, you know, with the sound you had on Donda. Definitely. I think that could be pretty interesting. 
And we'll talk a little bit more about that sound later because I have a good point about that with this week's news. So stay tuned for that. You're going you're gonna to want to hear that. Moving on here to my last hot take, though. I think that Kanye and Drake will drop a track together this year. The last time they had a track together was Glow off of More Life, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds correct. I mean, that's been a couple of years, so I think it'd be pretty cool to get a song from them. I mean, obviously, they were beefing for many years, so I think they obviously put the beef aside for the Hoover concert, and I'm excited to see if that means they're going to get back in the studio together and make some songs. So if Drake was on Donda 2, I mean, that'd be pretty crazy, so... What do you think about that? I mean, I definitely think the writing is on the wall for that. It's just a matter of if we get it. That's definitely the hope, you know, for both of us, you know, two of our more prominent artists. So it's it's definitely the hope. But, you know, I always, with Kanye, I never, never try and get my hopes too high. So I know, because we keep talking about when Donna 2 is going to come out, but there's always the if. if. Yeah, there's always <laughs> the if. If Donna 2 is going to come out. There's always the if. So we'll see. But moving on to this week's news in rap we gotta start off asap rocky and rihanna announced that they're expecting a child big news my heart's hurting off that that's why i got quiet real quick you know (laughs) i've loved those you know what's been going on with twitter with even bringing drake in it a little bit so you know all the memes are funny and everything um huge to see though happy for asap of course yeah shout to rocky um i saw that drake unfollowed both of them on instagram do you think that's you know is he See in his feels a little bit, we think. I do, you know. Personally, <laughs> it's kind of funny seeing all the memes with him at the Raptors game. Of course, yeah. um, you know he's always giving me in the spotlight, but you know that may have hurt a little bit. You know, taking it back to the take care days, you know, I just felt like they had such a great chemistry. Either him and Rihanna, or him and Nicki Minaj, and you know, where's he yeah. at with both of those two now? Yeah, it's it's rough, but I mean, it's pretty cool to see uh, Rocky and Rihanna. I mean, you look back like. She was in the fashion killer video. Attitude Rihanna should get it from her mama. I mean, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool that he secured the bag. So shout to Rocky on that. Um, but to the point about Drake unfollowing them, isn't that, wouldn't that be so crazy to be at that level where people are watching your Instagram to see that you're unfollowing people? Definitely. And it's just like I was saying just a little bit earlier, you know, he's just in such a spotlight. Anything he does, you know, it's just going to be, it's under a magnifying glass, of course. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it. So, I mean, we're part of the problem, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> whatever. Next, we got to talk about some of the big drops this week. There were a lot of singles, a couple albums, but um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good week for music. First, you had YG featuring J. Cole and Moneybag Yo with Scared Money. Two Chains drops his album, Dope Don't Sell Itself. G Herbo drops Locked In, Lupe Fiasco dropped Hustlas, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, and Westside Gun drop John Woo Flick, and Currency and the Alchemist drop a single for their project Continuance called Half Moon Mornings. Snot and ASAP Rocky also dropped Doja, but the biggest drop of the week has to be Saba dropping Few Good Things. Did you give this album a listen yet? I did. I gave it a few listens today. Actually, it was you know just in rotation all day, just trying to get my feel for it and everything and it's i really like the project of course um, you know we talked about it a little bit over snapchat and everything you know what our favorite track was um i think everybody should give 2012 a listen you know, that's we came to an agreement right away that that was the best track we liked off the album so well, oh, what yeah. were your thoughts on the project 
I'm definitely going to throw 2012 in the episode yeah. because that is a great song. So especially if you're on Spotify, make sure to listen through that part because that song goes crazy. A line from that song that really stuck out to me, he said, I can take you where it's rough. I mean, the catacomb, all these bodies drop in the same blocks that we played tag for some old shit. They want, they pay back. So we escape it in the booth with the playback. Cause this is the only place that we knew you were safe at. That's just a crazy line. And it's so personal. Saba is just one of those people like many that have been affected by the violence in Chicago on such a deep level. And it's really impacted the person he is. And it is obviously so evident in his music. And it's just such a, some of these songs are just so heartbreaking, but sometimes they sound so optimistic at the same time. If you look at some of those earlier songs, like um, from his career, like smile and other tracks like that off of care for me, they don't sound so sad. But then if you look at the lyrics, I feel like it's like, Hey, yeah, it's one of those songs where it sounds so good, but it's not a happy song. Yeah, no, I, I love the tracks like that. Cause you always get the TikToks, you know, it's, um, it's like Kendrick Lamar on swimming pools and it's like me dancing to it. But you know, you, you look back and you read the lyrics and you're like, damn. Yeah, definitely a hard hitting album from Saba though. I mean, he's just such an underrated artist. I feel like I've been aware of him for a couple of years since probably about 2015, especially cause he's from Chicago. So getting a lot of coverage and like lyrical lemonade and working with chance puts him on a bigger radar, but I definitely think this is a project that could take him to the, to the public stage bigger than any album he's dropped in the past. What do you think about that? I mean, hopefully so. He did have a big gap in between his music, but I, uh, I think he was going through the loss of his cousin in 2017, right before he had dropped his, uh, his first project. So it's just, uh, um, I think if, you know, he more consistently drops, he can definitely grow. That's the hope because, you know, this album, he killed it. Yeah. I mean, definitely with the loss of his cousin and then recently with the loss of squeak from the pivot gang he's really dealt with a lot of loss in his young life and it's definitely sad to see but i mean he's making the best out of the situation and putting out music that people can use to cope with things they're going through so definitely good to see with that of course you know i, lo- I love when our artists are able to do that you know that's why um you know guys like logic were so prominent for me back in the day it was just you know, we, I don't think we've mentioned Logic. I think we did last week sparingly just with the album releases, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was just so huge and, you know, Under Pressure is one of my favorite albums of all time because of that, so. Yeah, Logic, obviously, pretty big in my life too, especially when I was in high school, so love that shout out. Uh, moving on to the next piece of news here, we got the trailer for the Kanye West documentary, Genius. That's coming out soon on Netflix. Are you excited for this documentary? What are you thinking about this? I'm so excited. That trailer just pumped me up, honestly. It's it looks like you know it's gonna be huge. It's not something where they've been recording for a couple of years. You were seeing clips from before Kanye was Kanye. I mean, it's this is gonna be huge. Definitely gonna be very exciting to watch. It was actually available early through the Sundance Film Festival, I believe. You could watch the first episode, you had to pay to watch it. I was debating doing it, but then I was like, I want to experience it first. I feel like this is gonna be like the last dance where everybody's just talking about on Twitter. When the last dance came out, that was like a huge moment. That's all my Twitter feed was. It was just everybody talking about the moments from the last dance. I feel like that's how this documentary is going to be as well, especially obviously because it's on Netflix, which is just so available by people. So I'm excited to see how people react to this documentary. 
Definitely. And, you know, back to the last dance a little bit, you know, with it being a week by week thing for three weeks, I think it, you know, it's going to be just as big. So just to touch on that a little bit. Definitely very excited for that. Is there a specific Kanye moment from his career that you're hoping to see in this documentary? So I always, there's this uh, video, it's the making of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's like a 40 minute video and it's just one of my favorite videos out there. I am I'm hoping so bad and I think it's going to be in there of course that we see some of those my beautiful dark twisted fantasy um, studio sessions you know just from the suits they had to wear to no cell phones no tweeting all of that to the names he had in that studio at the same time it's just I I'm praying we get to you know they get to put some of that film in there no that's definitely something special i think the video you're talking about is that the most unruly video that video is yes that is an amazing video that's give that a watch guys if you ever get the chance yeah i saw that a couple years ago and i was like this is crazy like my beautiful dark twisted fancy was obviously one of my favorites since it came out but that just took the next level the amount of respect i had for that whole process was like yes it makes you appreciate the album so much more and you know, touching on Second Avenue a little bit, I, I was at Mon's house whenever I was watching that for the first time. It was, you know, a few years ago. It wasn't, you know, 10 years back in the day, of course, uh, but it, that's just, you know, brings back bring, brings back one of those memories there, so. Classic, definitely good memory. Um, the moment that I hope to see in this documentary is actually the, kind of related to yours, the aftermath of the Taylor Swift situation. Obviously, Kanye went on stage when Taylor Swift was accepting her award said Beyonce had the best video of all time you know he's not wrong but (laughs) but it was pretty crazy of Kanye to do to take away this little girl's moment but he was definitely clown in the public eye for this so I'm kind of be interested to see what was going on like right behind the scenes when this happened Definitely. And, you know, all the cameras were, all the cameras are there. So, you know, we're hoping that they got footage on that and everything, of course, you know, the direct aftermath. Um, But, you know, I think if Kanye does that nowadays, he's canceled, you know, that's uh, definitely seems like a cancelable offense. He was almost canceled back in what, 2009 with that. So I think you add social media in the mix and it's, it's not a good scene for Kanye, but. Next news here, Tana talk by Benny the butcher is dropping next Friday. Are you excited for this project? I am, you know, touching on it last week with the single we had with J. Cole. Um, it looks like it's going to be a great project that the Butcher's going to drop. What are your thoughts on that? Definitely. Ever since I've become a fan of Benny, he's really not missed on a project or a feature. So I'm pretty excited to see what he's going to deliver with this body of work. Are there any artists that you'd like to see him collaborate with on this project? I mean, I don't think it's out of the question just think that we're, we may get another J. Cole track. He's been so active recently that that's what I, I would like to see. But how about yep. you? I mean, J. Cole definitely been pretty active with that feature on YG and then last week with Benny. So exciting to see him back in the studio after last year's project. So I would like to see another J. Cole track as well. That'd be cool. But I want to see him and push a T on a track. Those two, I feel like got to have some great chemistry. So excited for that. Yeah, that, that is a... We didn't mention Pusha T's album either, but that album looks like it's going to be another classic. So, Definitely. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last week, so I didn't want to put it on this week as well. I kind of wanted to mention some new ones. Obviously, we had to mention Kanye and Kendrick, though. So, <laughs> Yeah, of course. But yeah, definitely excited for Push because 18 Wheeler was the first song by Benny I heard featuring Pusha T, of course, off of the plugs I met. 
back in 2018. So pretty excited to see what those two would do. Definitely. Um, so moving on, you know, the Don to two sessions look underway. Looks like they're working to get that album out in 18 days. I'm going to keep just you know, over the next couple of weeks, just keep bringing up how much time left, you know, just to show, to show you my over is probably going to be right. <laughs> no, I think it's coming out of time. I said it. I know you have a different opinion on that, but we'll see. But man, the thing that never really clicked with me is that this is the first sequel in Kanye's career. Isn't that pretty interesting? That is, you know, you'd think he'd have one, but I mean, he doesn't, you know, once you sit there and actually think about it and it's just something we haven't had yet. So I'm definitely interested. I think one of the interesting things when you're looking at a sequel to an album is the sound. Is it going to be a continuation of the sound from the last album or a continuation to the narrative? Because in my opinion, Donda doesn't really have a strong narrative, but it has a somewhat cohesive sound. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see how this is going to sound. Definitely. And you know, it's not, he, he wasn't, you know, rapping to storytell or anything. So I, that's interesting to the point you made. Are we going to get, you know, something of the same there? Or? Very interesting yeah. to see though. Especially if you look at easy with the game that just dropped. I mean, if Kanye, if that makes the album, wouldn't it be weird to see Kanye say he's going to beat Pete Davidson's ass on an album on an named album, after his yeah. mom? Like, I don't know. That just doesn't feel right. Like easy has so much of like a grittier sound than, and it's like a more aggressive sound than anything that was on Donda. In my opinion, you can make an argument for like off the grid, but he wasn't talking about beating his ex-wife's yeah. new boyfriend's ass on the song. So I don't know. It's yeah. It'll be definitely interesting to, to see. And I wasn't thinking of it that way. You know, that track almost fits a little more on the life of Pablo versus anything else. So uh, yeah, I could definitely see it on there, but. I don't know. I'm excited to see where the sound goes this next project, especially because we've seen through Instagram stories some of the artists he's been working with on this project. Allegedly, you look at Gunna, you look at IDK, Five Hundred Four, and Mike Dean. Of course, can't exclude him when you're talking about a Kanye project. Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Vori, Marilyn Manson, all have been attached to this project. Is there one of these that sticks out that you're most excited for? Um, I'm. I think I may be most excited for the Don Tolliver, you know, if that's a, ends up being a feature on the album, you know, Kanye loves to clip those features and everything the day before the album, but that would be the one I'm most excited for. How about you? Obviously probably biased. Gotta be IDK. I mean, I, IDK was spotted wearing the Don to Doves merch. A lot of the other artists that have been working there also have been spotted with that merch. Could be something entirely different. Could have just had the merch. But he was also spotted on an Instagram story and he was thanked for being in the studios. Said he came very early. I'm not surprised by that. IDK from my week at No Label Academy. Seems like he gets up very early. We like did training early in the morning and he was already done with his training at that point. So, and I mean, if you look at his verse on Dogs Don't Lie remix with Royce to Five Nices, I'm up at Harvard class starting an hour. I mean, we started pretty early and he had time to crank that verse out. Either that was Cap or he was up pretty early that morning. So I don't know. Definitely be excited to see him and Kanye work together because I feel like Kanye is such an influence in his sound, in my opinion, that I'd be excited to see how those two work on a song together. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, if that gets on there, it's crazy to think about, you know, you were shaking hands and, um, you know, right next to an artist that's on a Kanye West album. So, I mean, that's just insane. Would be pretty cool. So, I mean, 
excited for that. I'd be very excited for him if that happens. So we'll see. But yeah, I think that was a pretty busy week. A lot of good drops, a lot of information coming with Kanye. And obviously we'll get more into that as we get closer to the album, because I'm sure there's going to be even more information as it nears the release date. So we'll see about that. But we wanted to move into two fan questions this week. First off, we got a question from Riley. She says, if you could only listen to one song for an entire week, what song would it be? This was not as tough as I thought it would be. And it is a runaway by Kanye West featuring Pusha T for me. That song is just, it's an amazing song. And, you know, something I thought about with it, it's a longer song. So, you know, I mean, you can, you almost have two different songs in there, you know, where they're singing. And then just the beats in it, that's just amazing to listen to as well. So that was kind of an easy choice for me. How about you? That definitely played a role in my decision. When I was going through some of my playlists, I have a playlist called All Time Favorites, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1 capped at 100 songs, and then we're adding to the second one as I like decided it's a classic. One song that I was like, this is a good option, was Curls by Mad Villain, which is MF Doom and Mad Lips Collab Project. But the issue with this is it's such a short song that I was thinking about how tired of it I would get if that was the only song I could listen to for an entire week. I was trying to think about how much time I spend per week listening to music. I mean, I had close to 65,000 minutes on my Spotify Wrapped last year. That's a lot of minutes per week. That and that'd, be, that'd be a lot of plays for one song. So I'm trying to think about what song I would choose. And I ended up going with two options i could not nail it down to one i went with devil in a new dress by kanye or pyramids by frank ocean like you mentioned those are also two longer songs pyramids much longer than devil in a new dress but devil in a new dress is just such a good song one of my favorite features of all time from rick ross i think it's a song that can be played in different scenarios fit some different vibes i could listen to it in the car i could listen to it you know working out so I, th- I thought it was a pretty good choice. That, you know, that is, I, I respect both choices there. And um, I was doing a little math where you're talking there. It would be a little bit over a thousand plays on a nine minute track. So that's, that'd be something, you know, listening to it that many times, but thousand, I think a thousand plays for a year. Uh, no, for um, that'd be a thousand plays of it for the week. Right. Is my math wrong there? Oh, if you listen to it like the entire week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a lot of plays. I'm not listening to music the entire week, but <laughs> that's a lot. Um, but then I also was thinking about pyramids by Frank, because that is another song with beats, which is, and then, I mean, that's a song where, like you said, with runaway, it's almost different songs. That's a song that has a distinct split, I would say, but there's different sounds within those segments. So I think it's another song that could fit multiple different vibes. And I think, it's such a long song that I wouldn't have to listen to it too many times uh, throughout the week. Like if I'm just driving somewhere, a 15 minute drive, one and a half times. And you know, that's, I don't think I get tired of it. So I don't think that's too bad. Definitely. Definitely. I misunderstood the question a little bit. I thought it was just, you know, listening to the song on repeat, <laughs> you know, that drive you crazy a little bit, but I, I think it's obtainable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would drive me crazy. I don't think there's a single song that I could listen to. No, no, that's what that was, that was my thought process here. You know, I got two different tracks, so it's, um, but that was a great question though. I, I enjoyed answering that. Definitely, definitely a hard question, but interesting to think about. 
All right, moving on to our second question from our boy Lucas Hofer and Blono. Um, what video game has your favorite soundtrack of all time? This is a good question. But I don't think there are too many answers. I think the obvious answer is Grand Theft Auto. Specifically, I'm going with Grand Theft Auto 5 because it's the one that I played the most. When I was growing up, I didn't have an Xbox until after GTA 4 was out, definitely. And so I didn't get GTA 4, and then I just got GTA 5 when it came out. And I'll, I'll get that story in a minute. But, I mean, if you look at this game, the ra- there's so many different radio stations with so many different sounds and so many different songs. Obviously, my favorite radio station has to be Radio Los Santos. Songs like Garbage by Tyler Creator, R. Cali by ASAP Rocky, Smoking and Riding by Freddie Gibbs, Colored Greens by Schoolboy Q, ADHD by Kendrick. These are just such classic songs that i mean i think it's the obvious choice you could also look at the collaborations they've done with like flying lotus and uh frank ocean and danny brown giving them some choice on the playlist i think it's pretty cool so i think that's that's my choice definitely and that's definitely a respectable choice and everything you know they just killed it with just having all these tracks on there although you know radio los santos that was my secondary playlist you know it's more of a west coast classics type of guy so okay West Coast Classics, respectable. Yeah, that introduced me to a lot of music, you know, from like NWA, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. It was just, I that's that was a very good choice, but but mine's different. Luckily, you know, we didn't have the same answer on that. Okay, well, I'm excited to get to yours a little bit, but I gotta ask you, how old were you when GTA Five came out, or when did you get it? Um, I believe that came out in 2013. I would have been. I would have been turning 12 probably when I got the game. I think I got it for my 12th birthday. And uh, that was just, you know, it was a crazy game and everything. Probably shouldn't have been playing it at that age. <laughs> and an even funnier story with that is, uh, I remember I would uh, bring my PS3 over to, you know, Second Avenue, Mon Wands, and, you know, play it over there. I'm surprised you don't remember that because I used to just grind it there and everything. And it was so weird, you know, having songs like, uh, uh, just nwa tracks playing while i'm at my great <laughs> while i'm at my grandparents house yeah i mean that was like the most most awkward part with it but you know. yeah you're just at the strip club and ma's making some tortillas in the kitchen you know <laughs> classic but that's pretty funny you mentioned how old you were i was thinking about gta 5 the story of how i got gta 5 is a pretty good one so i think it came out when i was a sophomore in high school so at this time you know i'm playing sports i'm not even old enough to have a job so the only money i really have is from my birthday and from christmas and gta came out in like the fall so my birthday is in february christmas is in december obviously i'm pretty far away from the last time i got some money not from my parents but i needed to get this game so somehow we ended up at my mom's family reunion and they wanted to play some game where there was like a hula hoop or like a circle on the uh, ground in the grass. And it was super long grass. And I don't know what the objective of the game was, but they threw like $40 of quarters in the grass and just told us like grab it. We took turns grabbing it. And I ended up getting like $30 of quarters. <laughs> That's like dozens of quarters. And I, my pockets are just full. I got like a cup. <laughs> and afterwards i was like mom listen i got half the money i need you to take me to walmart please buy the other half sure enough my mom bought me the other half 
and I, I paid for the other half in quarters. Shout, Shout, out, to Amy for Shout out to Amy. I hope she remembers that. It's funny because I was act- asking my uncle Ray about this. If he had to pick a favorite video game soundtrack, what would it be? And I told him mine was GTA and his was also GTA. He was like, your parents let you play GTA? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't think they know. Like, I'm sure they know a little bit about what GTA is, but they didn't like watch me play it. So I don't know. But yeah, shout out to them for getting me GTA. <laughs> Definitely shout outs. So what was your choice here, though? Uh, my choice was this, you know, I was a huge, huge LeBron fan back in the day. Still am. Um, but mine was NBA 2K14. You know, I've touched on it a little bit with uh, our very first video. But uh, it's it was handpicked by LeBron, which, you know, made it a little more sentimental, of course. He had tracks like Can't Hold Us by Macklemore on there, Clint Eastwood by The Gorillas, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, Hate Me Now by Nas, Now or Never by Kendrick, and All of the Lights, of course. I mean, there it was just such a great soundtrack, just, you know, that LeBron handpicked, which, which hasn't been done since or before that. So Jay-Z did it the year before, but... Um, um, it was cool to see it by an athlete and the cover athlete at that. And I just, I love that cover as well. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a pretty good choice. My one thing that pushes GTA over 2K is the explicit versions. I mean, I don't know. Some of those songs are just like ruined by the clean versions on 2K. Definitely. Whereas when you're playing GTA, you're just driving down the street, you know, shooting somebody you hear the cuss words in your headphones you're like man this this just feels so much more right than 2k like i don't know like some of those songs don't even make sense in 2k like mo bamba was in 2k yeah that was like you know, it, it is always interesting to hear you know like the sports soundtracks and it's just blank 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 so that that is a respectable point yeah but i definitely am not mad at that take i agree with you that it is pretty cool to see you know what the athletes are listening to so you know, it's like the Obama playlist in the year when Obama drops whatever songs he's listening to and whatever movies and books he's watching and reading. So pretty cool just to see what somebody you kind of look up to is what uh, entertainment they're engaging in. So pretty cool to see. I think that about wraps it up for this week, though. Um, just want to say thank you to everybody, of course. Um, what What are your thoughts, you know, on this episode or anything else? And I think after our talk this episode, I'm really excited for 2022 i mean so many albums to look forward to it's we got we put those hot takes out there we gotta see if some of them come true or not we'll definitely have to follow up on those at the end of the year and see how many came true i i think some of them weren't so hot so some will come true but some of them might not come true so definitely excited to see how those we'll see what happens come see out. how it plays out you know i'm ready to pump out you know these album reviews or just you know get to talking more news and everything of course definitely since we started the podcast there hasn't been like one of those huge albums come out i mean i love this sob album but it's not on the level that down to two would be so really excited for that to drop if it drops yeah if big if there but you know we'll see what happens of course no telling with kanye no telling but hey you know what there is no if about that's if second avenue podcast is dropping on monday every monday it's coming out so hey we'll see you guys next monday See you guys. Thanks for tuning in.